Hello and welcome to Cracked Open, a podcast guiding you on your journey to becoming a vessel of unconditional love. This is your host, Beck Mylonis, High Priestess, Channel, and Activator. Join me on this series as I share reflections, insights, and channel transmissions from my journey of walking the initiation path. Each episode is a unique transmission containing supportive frequencies to facilitate the deepest healing, activation, and reconnection with your soul. I invite you to open your mind and set the intention to receive this episode into your heart space. Let's go. Welcome back, beautiful souls, to another episode of Cracked Open, a podcast guiding you to becoming a vessel of unconditional love. I'm so excited to introduce my guest today. This woman is a friend of a friend, but I actually just realized while we were dropping in, we've totally got some soul ties. So it's really exciting, this container that we're holding together today. There's some beautiful frequency behind it. Bringing on to the show today, we have Rachel. Welcome, Rachel. Hi. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Can't wait. And to introduce her formally with her bio, Rachel Horton White is a clinical hypnotherapist, mindfulness teacher, and intuitive guide who has helped transform the lives of clients worldwide in this massive planetary shift in consciousness through soulful work, intuitive consulting, consulting. <laughs> Rachel helps people release negative patterns in their lives with practical tools like mindfulness energy and intuition exercises to connect with their true inner selves. She has led sold out women's retreats, written for multiple online publications and presented at national hypnotherapy conferences. She's also written a book and we were just talking about some really cool life between life work that she's doing, which I'm sure we're going to talk about here because it's one of the things I'm really excited to bring onto this podcast because it's a topic I haven't really touched here. We're also filming this guys at 6.45 p.m. on 7th of August in the middle of the Lionsgate portal. So in Australia, it's the light, it's happening. <laughs> the eighth of the eighth is right now, right? So I'm in Australian time. I'm just saying that we're already, um, like I'm in Mexico, but I'm on Australian time. My body's still on Australian time. So I'm in the Lionsgate portal. There's gonna be some Lionsgate stuff going on for us today. Um, but before we get into that, I'm gonna take it back. I'm gonna chill out. And I'm going to ask you, Rachel, to introduce yourself to our listeners in your own kind of way. Tell us about your journey. What brought you here? what brought your gifts online and what is the process that you went through to sit with me today here and now um, with all your gifts and all this magic that you're bringing into the world. I know it's a very ambitious question, but however you feel <laughs> to answer that. Uh, yes, let's see. Um, so yes, I'm just so excited to talk with you and our friend Brandon um, introduced us from Expanding Reality. So just giving him a shout out. He's an amazing person. Um, so yeah, I I definitely was guided to be doing this work um, that I feel so blessed to be able to do to share light, just like you are, um, to help people as they awaken, as they, you know, move into their truest, becoming their truest and highest selves. But I didn't always do this. So I, um, you know, grew up in Maine, um, in the U.S. and always had some interesting like intuitive stuff that would happen you know my mother is pretty intuitive herself and she would tell me that she would wake me up by thinking about me in my crib and I would just wake up anytime she would think about me I'd wake up and um and I would have dreams that would come true like on and off throughout my childhood and my adolescence I knew my mother was pregnant with my brother he's the youngest of four of us and because I had a dream about it and so a lot of my stuff would come to me in my dreams 
Um, and I, then I started having dreams with um, some deceased people who had deceased. One of my mother's friends had ended her own life. And when I was a teenager, she came to me in a dream and told me to tell my mother some things like that were really helpful for my mother. So anyway, things like that. And, but I'd always kept it just kind of like behind the scenes, like just this kind of thing that, you know, I thought was interesting that I, and I remember, you know, doing a report on ESP in fourth grade and like reading books about what does it mean to be psychic? And, but I had heard, you know, I was programmed to, as many of us were to think that psychic stuff is weird and scary. And um, so I just kept it like, you know, behind the scenes. And I ended up going into the nonprofit field in social services. And I did that um, after I went and lived abroad in Senegal. I lived in West Africa for study abroad there for a year when I was in college. And that just blew my mind. I wanted to give back. I wanted to be of service. Um, and so I went into this nonprofit field and, you know, did worked with immigrants, refugees, asylum seekers, and did that on and off. But then I got really burnt out. And um, by that time, I had uh, met my husband, which I definitely had to do some soul work there. I had to basically manifest him, like visualize him. I had dreams about him. And I'd had this series of relationships that some of them very dysfunctional, unhealthy. So I had to break that pattern. Anyway, um, but then I, and we, at that point we had my son who's now 11 and, um, and I was right. I think I had just given birth to my daughter who's now eight. And, but I was, so I was running this community center and I was just like, I can't, I, I was just getting very stressed out, burnt out. And I remember, um, everybody in our, our, the company got a book called trying hard isn't good enough. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. Like, thanks a lot. Right. <laughs> You're not paying me enough. And I'm not good enough, even if I try hard. So that was like, you know what? I'm done. Um, and I, but I didn't know what else to do because I, that's all I knew. Like I got a master's degree in public administration, blah, blah, blah. I did all the traditional things, you know, that you're supposed to do. So I hired a life coach because I, I just, our babysitter at the time, she's like, you need to get a life coach. And I'm like, what the heck is that? You know? So she's like, well, my daughter hired one and she quit her job the next day. And I was like, fine, I'll do whatever it takes. I don't even care. I just cannot set foot in that place one more day. And I've been thinking about leaving for a few years, but I just didn't know what to do. And I mean, I was so stressed. I was grinding my teeth at night. My dentist said, you need to wear a thing on your head, head unless you get another job. And I was like, I'm going to do that, <laughs> get another job. So I mean, it was bad. Like I was crying and just so angry and just, and I would go to yoga, but then I would, you know, I'd try doing some meditation sometimes, but then I would come home and go to work and get all stressed out all over again. So so anyway, I hired this life coach and she's like, you need to start meditating more, you know, again, cause I, had, you know, before I met my husband, I had done some Buddhist, I learned about Buddhist meditation, trying to break this relationship pattern. And I, and I started learning about the concept of ego and, you know, our thoughts create our reality and started learning about the law of attraction, but I hadn't. So I kind of, okay, I mastered the relationship, you know, mastered, I guess I'd broken the pattern relationship but the career I still hadn't. So, um, so she said, start meditating again and start talking to some higher guidance, which I also had stopped being spiritual. I was raised in a, you know, progressive Christian church, but I had wanted nothing to do with religion, which I still don't to this day. 
Um, and so I, I was gone through the, I had gone through this period of being pretty almost close to atheist, but then I had a few things that happened that I really actually had experience with Jesus, like saw Jesus, which was, he's one of my primary guides now. It was absolutely amazing. That's another story for another time. Everyone but. on here knows I'm obsessed with J-Bomb. Really? Like <laughs> That's perfect. I'm obsessed with J-Bomb. I'm like, I'm going to chime in. So many things I want to chime in, but I was like, I'm chiming in for J-Bomb. Good. My homie, I anyway. wrote about it in my book too. <laughs> yeah. I wrote about this crazy experience I had seeing, basically seeing Jesus like in the sand of a tent, like this robed figure. It was just amazing. Anyway. And my boyfriend at the time saw it too. It was, it was amazing. So, um, so anyway, so I did the, so I started like just connecting with something I had studied tarot. I was studying tarot cards on my own and, um, and with her help, I kind of just started experimenting with different things. And I was, and I started awakening. So I started waking up to the illusions of reality. Um, another part of my story is that both my grandfathers were in the CIA and that's how my parents met. Yeah. So one of them, my mother's father, I was very close to, and he became a whistleblower for the CIA and wrote a book called Deadly Deceits. His name is Ralph McGeehee. And he kind of got, you know, you can find him on Wikipedia, but he, um, he was telling the truth about what the lies of the US government, especially around Vietnam and all the propaganda. And, and um, he really, you know, he survived, but they really tried to ruin his life when he did start writing a tell-all book. Anyway, so he definitely is a huge hero for me. Um, and, but it was actually, I, at this time I had this, I started this podcast, which I still have, it's just meditations now, but at the time I was interviewing people just for fun. And so I was researching him, his, his life. And I started coming across stuff and that's when like these light bulbs started going off in my head and I was going way down the rabbit hole. And this was in 2015. So, um, you know, then of course COVID happened and that like, you know, I knew exactly what was going. I, I felt like I knew exactly what was going on. I was like, oh yeah, this is all just not what it seems. Let's just put it that way. So, but I started watching people wake up because of that, which was amazing. But anyway, so my, so long story short, you know, I was, I started out thinking I was going to be doing this like meditation, like teaching people about energy and emotions and meditation and doing stuff like that. But then it became this whole other sort of business where I became, you know, started doing intuitive work. I, the phrase, the Akashic record, the Akashic records, those two words came in my meditation one day and I had no, I'd never heard of it. And I got a reading and I was like, this is super cool. I want to learn how to do this. So I learned, got training. And now I do Akashic records readings more than anything else that I do probably, um, started learning about life coaching, doing workshops and working one-on-one -on -one with people. And then I went back to school, integrative healing arts, and I learned hypnotherapy, which is something else. I was like, well, that's weird. Like I'm not going to hypnotize people, but I found it so fascinating with how so many of us get, you know, our, this subtle programming in, buried in our subconscious minds. And if only more people knew about it, you know, we, it could really help people just shift out of these habits and patterns. And so I received my, you know, I got hypnotherapy myself. And so, so, you know, fast forward to today, you know, I kind of, I've just keep learning and I do now past life regressions and life between life, like you mentioned, which is super cool. Um, and I kind of noticed a theme when I started working with people of like how I was helping people in individual sessions. And, um, 
And I, you know, it's basically like create a future vision of how you want to feel and then clear the ego stuff, do some writing tools around it, hypnotherapy, neurolinguistic programming, um, connect with the inner child. And then I had this little Venn diagram. So I'm thinking of it this way, like this clockwise thing. And then, um, you know, connecting with your to higher guidance, help people connect with something, source, creator, God, whatever it is, light. Um, and then, you know, they have to, oops, take action. And that is, you know, something that's not, it's so important. Like you've got to take some action, do something. Um, and so, and then the core of this was meditation, like teaching people how to quiet their minds. Um, so I ended up putting all that stuff in a book, which took me years to do, you know, I thought about it for six years. I sat down and actively wrote for two years and it called tool for the tools for the awakening soul, which I self-published last year. So yeah, that's, I'm just blessed to be doing all these things. I teach people now how to do what I do in this intuitive guide program. And I do workshops and classes and individual stuff and teach people how to read the Akashic records now too. Um, but honestly, one of the, when I, life between life regression is a new thing. And I just find it so fascinating, like what's happening in the spirit realm and what do we do after we die and who's there for us. And, um, so yeah, it feels feel like so this blessed. is where we're going to start the conversation for sure for me, because yes. like every time you keep saying, I'm like, yep, this is, this is where we're starting the conversation. So let's, yes. let's, let's dive into this. Let's, so for people who don't know what life between life is guys, there's this book that I read called Journey of Souls by Michael, what's his name? Sorry, Newton. Newton, Michael Newton. Yeah, really interesting book. Um, guys, if you're listening to this, read the book. It's amazing. Um, and I think Dolores, Dolores Cannon does similar. Dolores similar, Cannon, yeah. Yes, it, she calls it QHHT, but it's basically almost the same thing. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to explain to people what kind of like what life between life is and what <laughs> that light does not want to stay on here? I know. I don't know why. <laughs> it's, not, it's like keeps shutting off. That's funny. Um, so while you fiddle with the light, maybe I'll explain. So life between life is kind of the place that souls go between incarnations. So we know that we have past lives. I mean, if you're on this podcast by now, it's a given, it's an accepted fact. We are reincarnating all the time. We're souls on this infinite journey. And if you don't know that by now listening to me, then maybe you're listening to the wrong podcast, but this is the general consensus. And this is what we know listening to this podcast. Um, so what we're talking about is where we go when we make all our soul contracts and what happens like when we pass away and what's that process. And so I would love to hear from you just sharing some of the most interesting things that have come through in these hypnosis sessions. Yeah. What, yeah. Yeah. Anything you feel to share. All right. I'm just going to dive right in here because mm-hmm. I, why not? Right there. I, cause when we were doing our centering, by the way, Beck is one of the only, I've done a bunch of different podcast inter- interviews and they're all wonderful and amazing, but Beck guided us, you by, guided us in this amazing centering exercises, bringing in these guys, which was just so powerful. Arcturians were coming in. I was like, these are some, int- I know the Arcturians, but I haven't connected with them for a while, but I was like, here's some multidimensional beings. Maybe you work with them, but they're yeah. <laughs> right. So the, I work with, I see them in the Akashic records with their, you know, big eyes and just beautiful, divine feminine, like mother energy. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to begin with these, with multidimensional beings, which other people Amazing. sometimes call aliens, but I don't like to use that term. Um, so one of the things in light, well, maybe I won't drive it. I'll, I'll give a little bit of a background to help wherever, people get wherever, like honestly the, the level of people listening to this con they're pretty they like 
that I've been talking about aliens and they're, they're, we're good. You don't need they're to like aware. lube anything up. Okay. Just well, I won't. <laughs> I'm just going to give a little like background and like how, okay. what, what happens when people go in. So the way I take people into the spirit realm is through timeline regression, regression, and they go, I take them into a past life. Well, first we go, you know, we really go through memory of childhood, inner child, womb space, then into a past life, then through their death in that past life. And then they go up into spirit. And then generally they're being guided by energy. So light, you know, maybe there's a spirit guide that meets them. Sometimes they're just going to source and just being with that, oh man, with that source energy. I'm just going to keep turning it back on and on if that's okay. I'm not sure what's going on. Um, okay. And yeah, the light turned on when I said light. I was going to say, it wanted to, <laughs> it wanted it to wanted show to the visual right. for coming back to source. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then sometimes they, you know, go to their soul group and they're meeting with their soulmate and seeing a soulmate, you know, it's just generally different colors and lights, um, going to the council of elders in the Akashic records and asking questions about, you know, why is this happening in my life and what's my purpose? Um, and then the last stop, and I'm going to get to the in-between stop in just a minute, but the last stop is the room of life selection where people can like really view on screens, different bodies, different scenarios in different lifetimes. Um, parents, you know, do they choose their parents? Their parents choose them. Why, if they have some medical issue, why did they choose that? But one of the coolest things that also people sometimes ask about when I do life between life regressions is what planet they're from. And I've had some clients ask, you know, like, you know, we ask what planet they're from and what often will come up is some different sorts of, you know, there's like a dusty. I've had people talk about a dusty planet where there wasn't water and they're like, had to leave their planet to go find water. That's come up a few times. Very interesting. Um, I, when I did my own, I was connecting in with Lyra and it's interesting because we're talking about the lion's gate. Um, and on Lyra, I was aware that my, that that's really the planet that most humans come from. Like that's our, as you know. Um, and, but I, I don't think I was aware of this at the time that, you know, I was like, well, my planet was destroyed and I had to leave. And as a lot of people know, there was this battle, you know, of that this planet, a lot of planets were destroyed, but Lyra was destroyed. So they had to leave. And um, so I want to say hey. there's something in this for a few people. If you, yeah, someone's receiving something, I feel my solar plexus, I want to throw up everywhere, which usually means someone's receiving something. So if you're receiving, really? this, yes. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. I just sending love to whoever is experiencing this. It's like painful. It's a trauma of like the place mm -hmm. where you were from yeah. no longer. I can't yes. really feel it. It's, it's like, right. cool. Yeah. Just letting you that think about move. it. There's yeah. like Star Wars. There's a. I was reading this somewhere that there. There's truth in the yep. in the stories in Star Wars, like that planet that um, Princess Leia, you know, was from Alderaan that was destroyed. I mean, these things happen to us, and they happen to us, and so it's in our cellular DNA, it's in our life blood. Should I just leave the light off? I don't know. It seems like it doesn't really matter. I mean, no one really watches okay. this on YouTube, so <laughs> okay. <laughs> and if and if you do. Um, guys whatever so anyway so then i i've actually somebody else said once they were like an insect like a giant like praying mantis creature um there's one of the things that was also really interesting 
was when there was another um, one woman was who's very psychic. She was connecting with the Council of Elders in the Akashic Records. And I don't know if you've ever done this work, but generally the way the Council of Elders or the masters will show up in the Akashic Records, which is, a, you know, it's a, it's like the Jedi Council. They are in a half circle. They wear robes. They're ancient. They're very wise. And it's a place of reverence. And I've had people say, they're not my friends, <laughs> but I feel like they're helping me understand something. And and these are people that have no idea, but I try not to tell people too much so they could just, you know, have their own experience. Um, but so they, you know, so they're like, and I, this one woman said they are from other planets. Like they're, um, they're, they have different symbols on them and they're, and, and one, and like, I think she said they look, they have their faces. They don't want to scare me. So they're wearing robes because they look different than what we would expect. And, um, it was so fascinating to hear that because I, I hadn't picked up on that myself. I picked up on different, you know, that we all have different experiences, but, um, yeah, I, I, I remember one, I will just say having a life between life myself, the thing that really stuck out for me was I was home. I was like, I actually started crying. This was actually a QHHT session I had, which is Dolores Cannon's method. And then I had a life between life anyway, but I was just started sobbing and sobbing. Cause, and she's like, why are you crying? And I was like, I'm home. This is my true home and I miss it. And, um, and, and it was just, the colors were so vibrant and there was this healing chamber where I would go like greenhouse. It was called, it was, I called it like a rejuvenation space. And there were animals that were extinct on earth that were there. Um, I, my job, I had a job and my job was to, I was looking through this looking glass at people on earth and I was trying to help them wake up. Makes sense. Cause that's what I do now. Right. But I would get frustrated because they weren't waking up fast enough, which also makes sense for what I, you know, you get it, I'm sure. Um, so and I would go into the rejuvenation chamber to recharge when I would get frustrated. Um, and I also, I was wearing like long robes and I, I found, I think a lot of us are, I've heard this from a few people that were taller and thinner and were younger, but there's something about being tall and thin, which is very interesting in the spirit realm. Um, another thing that we can also pick up on in the life between life is just activities that we're doing. So for me, myself, I, I, one of the activities that I was doing, and I had this other guide who was a specialized guide who was helping me. Um, and this, you know, I had the soul group, but then I would go off with like this other study group and we would study the topography of earth and look at what was happening on the planet. And, and I, it was interesting because I, I don't care about topography now, you I know, mean, it's not something I do, but I do love the earth and I just really connect deeply with plants and, um, and I think that, and there was something about, I was studying like which animals were extinct and how to, and also how to help people communicate with animals. So do we have different things that we all kind of maybe are already drawn to in some ways when we go into the spirit realm, we can learn a little more like, well, that's why I'm interested in that. Cause I literally specialize in this is a soul as in my higher self as a soul at a soul level. So it's just such a powerful way to learn about who we really are because when we're in our human bodies we're not who we really are we're you know we're we have egos and we have programming and we have you know past life karma and um but when we can remember 
like our high, our selves as you know, eternal souls filled with light. It's like, oh yeah, this is just a blip. Like this earth is really hard. You know, it's, we're learning a lot of lessons here. Um, and we're all volunteering. Like Dolores Karen talks about the three waves of volunteers to help bring the planet into higher state of consciousness into 5D. Um, but nobody said it was going to be easy. And for people like you, me, star seeds, we've been on a lot, we've been on other planets and probably a lot of your listeners for many of our lifetimes. And so being in a dense human body with how, and how mean people are to each other here on mm. earth is really hard. And I think that's important to say right now too, that, you know, some people it's hard, like to the point where they just want to end their lives because it's, they just don't want to be here anymore. And they just don't understand. They're such, so empathic, but that isn't the answer because we're just going to have to repeat it, you know? Um, so it's interesting in, in, um, I actually want to bring this up because it's, it's interesting. I've been asked this question before about like ending your own life. And I went through this, by the way, like I've had years of wanting to end my life and, mm-hmm. you know, tracking my little human tantrum of like, this sucks. I want to be back in my ball of light. I also yeah. got super emotional when you were talking about this place in the re- rejuvenation tank. I'm like, oh, it's like the ice bath here. Um, but like, that's <laughs> the ice bath for me. Is that right? But like, also I was like, yeah. oh, I nearly started crying of like that. Fuck, I do. I want to go back. But like, also it's cool to be here. Um, where was mm-hmm. my thought train of thought was around oh around ending ending um, ending one's life it's really interesting the perspective I think it was in journey of the souls they were talking about suicide and there is big trigger warning guys on here if you are you know dealing mm-hmm. with this please reach out like there are many resources for you we don't want anyone to do that it, it's a reality if you're sensitive that you feel these things um, and I don't want to offend anyone with what I'm about to say I'm just sharing what was in this book about suicide And it was interesting to me that when someone committed suicide in their human life, always as a soul, they'd meet their guides and they'd be like, oh, fuck, why did I do that? That was such a shame, like, because I had these lessons and I had like the effort that the effort that was put into everything lining up, like all of these people that I was here to meet with and, you know, all the the effort, all my guides and the council and everyone went through to find this human body for me basically to be in. Um, And then I ended it prematurely. And it's not that the council or the guides or whatever are like disappointed in you or they're angry and like, they're more just like, it's a fucking shame. Like now you have to go start at the start. So guys, if you are thinking about ending your life, like you can do it, but just imagine all of the shit that you went through having to go through that again next time and still have to, you know, like, so just know that like no one's gonna, you're not in trouble. If you do that, it's not the end. It's not the end. You're going to keep living on to not to negate this situation or make it small or anything, but it's also like, if you're going through something, it's because you have the resources to overcome it. And it's funny because they were also talking about the distinctions between like, if someone was suffering immensely physically through an illness or whatever, then it's seen as more, there's more empathy towards it or some understanding from the guides. Do you know what I'm yes. talking about? Yeah. Have you seen it's anything like that? Mental. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, actually, well, I haven't seen, I haven't actually had a person who has ended their own life in a past life. Mm. Although I've picked, I have in a past life, I jumped out a window when I was a failed, failed writer as a man in the recent past life in like a city, uh, which is interesting because I ended up anyway, writing a book. You wrote the book. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But I was not happy then. And, um, but I have seen, I have had clients who had been really, were really traumatized um, 
like murdered a few people murdered and Mm -hmm. then they and in the case of like real trauma whether you know somebody ended your life for you or you ended your own life prematurely um you're going to go through like in like a period of like cocooning kind of like they it's not isolation that sounds kind of a bad way but they just take you you're just taken elsewhere and you tell you're not going to see your soul group yet you're not going to see the council yet you're just receiving healing and actually that i told you that when i mentioned in the beginning about my mother's friend I, I actually saw in the dream she was rowing herself out to sea in a rowboat that was the image she was just going out like in the sunset it was very peaceful but she was by herself so i think the hardest part with for from what i have heard and what i believe is um is just the self uh I guess, um, what's the word regret that people have as souls are like, I I really guess I shouldn't have done that. You know, I I really should have thought that through before I made that impulsive decision, but something I want to, that Michael Newton does talk about, um, in terms of why people, some people do that. And I really believe that the people who are, who are feeling like that's the only option more often than not, they're extremely strong empaths maybe like probably like you are, I mean, you're definitely, you're also, you're very intuitive. And I think for people who are suicidal almost all the time, because I've known a few people who've unfortunately made that choice, they don't have a filter for all the energies that they're picking up on and they're caring. They have attachments, probably they're carrying negative energies that aren't theirs. And there's that voice saying like, this is what you should do. This is a solution when it's not, it's, and it's, and, and but it's very, you know, it's difficult to move past that. The other thing is, and that's why I like angels, you know, angels, you know, Archangel Michael, just angels are so powerful. They're so high vibration. If you're in that situation, and I'm going to say this because maybe people listening just ask to be, to help, please give me hope, you know, just in some, if you don't like angels, just light, you know, just something higher help, please give me. I was praying to God every day. And I I would say that like, you're right. I was extremely empathetic at that point empathic sorry at that point I was getting heavily attacked and siphoned and drained and various things were going on and 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 my own trauma was also coming up so it was like many many things um but it is it's because I feel everything and everyone so deeply and sometimes it's hard to know like what's mine what's theirs you know what is when you're that much of a channel you lose yourself in that so yeah I think that what you've said is so true but God like calling on God for me was literally Mm -hmm. I was praying on the floor crying every day being like God you need to help me like mama mama earth like someone <laughs> you need to help mm-hmm. me please like give me enough love to get through this please give me enough love and then at the end I realized I was enough love to, of course I was enough love to get through that because I chose that contract I wouldn't have chosen to go take on all this stuff that I took on um to transmute if yes. I didn't have that love but unfortunately I don't know like some some people just don't have in that moment they don't have that perceived strength which they have they have it I'm not special to find that in me but it was like God, it fucking took a lot for me to find that in me. And that's what I want to say. Like, I don't, I don't judge anyone who makes that choice. Cause honestly, the thing that was flashing through my mind was literally, I couldn't do that to my parents. That was not like the, the, and I'm a pussy. Like, I don't think, (laughs) I don't think I'd enjoy the actual act of it, but it was like, I don't, I could not do that to my family. Like that was the the only thing, not no other reason. It was like, I just couldn't, I couldn't do that to my Mm -hmm. family. Um, but some people aren't close today. Exactly. Right. And but look, so, look what you did it. Like you got out yeah. of it. So if you can get out of it, there's hope yeah. for, for others. Um, and it takes, so yeah, but surrendering, surrendering to, to just 
to light and you know that can really help lift people up um so yeah good and we have we have these families of soul beings and light beings and even if you can't connect to them like if you ask them to help you they literally like your guides the team that you put you in this body and sent you down here they're supposed to be there for you and they're not going to let you do that like if if you really need help it's like call on them they're here to help us yeah. all the time and they're, it's hard yeah. to listen sometimes but they're there you know right the only thing is that we can override what they're sending us with our free will. And that's why people end up doing that because they, they're not for whatever reason, able or willing to mm-hmm. hear that yep. sort of that loving guidance. And, and that's, you know, then we, cause we do have, that's part of our, as you know, you know, our, our way to kind of evolve and become our highest and best selves is going through each life, breaking patterns, trying to do it. You know, I didn't, that didn't work out so well in the last life. So now I'm going to work on it again in this life. I'm going to choose to be born into a family. Who's going to harm me. Who's going to abuse me. Why? Because then I'm going to learn about forgiveness or I'm going to learn about self-love. And I wouldn't learn about that if I didn't go through that. But a lot of people, you know, it's unfortunate. It really sucks that we don't know why that we don't even have a lot. Most people I'd say maybe that will change to be just some people eventually don't have the awareness that this was planned. It's not that they're being punished or that they're bad or that there's something wrong with them, but this, they're actually incredibly strong. If this is what they've you know chosen yeah, and that would be for you too, because it's what other, I you say know, all the time on yeah, you, like you don't strong. the grace and the love that your soul is capable of to choose that mission, whatever it was yeah. like, that's the flip side of it. Like if you've chosen that dark stuff, imagine how much light you have within you. If you chose that, that's like right. not everyone's chosen that. I keep reminding myself that that's every right. day. I'm like, not everyone chose well, that. and not some of the, that <laughs> no. And some of the, you probably know, you know, some of the most clearest channels of, you know, psychics, intuitives, people who are pretty public out there doing this work have had the most horrific, yeah. you know, childhood, sexual abuse, like real dark stuff that they have survived and and they i believe that they you know their soul left their body to survive that experience and so that helped them they developed that ability to channel because they were out of their body but then they have to you know then there's like the reconnecting with the body and healing but i think that's that becomes like a gift in a way which is a weird way. Yeah, to say the dis- it. this dissociation was literally what saved me as a kid when my mom was abusing us. I mean, she wasn't abusing us as badly as some people were abused, but it was still it was it was child abuse. And um, when she would go into a state, I would literally just leave my body, disassociate, um, and I would literally pass out. I remember I would always just randomly pass out, and my family would I'd wake up with my family around me, and I just I'd, I'd just pass out the slightest little thing of pain. And at the time, like growing up, I never understood it. And now in hindsight, I'm like, oh, I just leave my body, which it gets yeah. difficult because it's, that's how I cope. But actually right. it's not a coping mechanism. It's a strength because now I can do that like tactically, like when I'm in an ice right. bath <laughs> or something right. like that. Right. Um... Hi, beautiful soul. Allow me to interrupt this broadcast for just a second. If you're a soulpreneur on a sacred mission or just someone looking to connect with their soul purpose, their gifts and their multidimensional self, I have something I am so excited to share with you. The Soul Mission Accelerator is possibly my most groundbreaking and expansive work yet. 
It contains 12 low-cost, high-potency sacred activations that will have you shifting through old limitations, patterns, karmic loops, and blockages at quantum speeds. These activations will support you with everything you require energetically to anchor in the timeline and reality you desire to create. If that means more soul clients, tribe, opportunities, and abundance, or just to anchor a soul purpose that is fulfilling and effortlessly abundant. You can grab $44 off the total price by using the code CRACKEDOPEN in capital letters in the checkout, or grab each activation individually as they call to your soul. Now let's get back to this episode. What's the, like the general, like the people that you're working with, are they younger souls? Are they older souls? Do you get that sense? Like with the people that come to you? Uh, well, for people who are doing life between life regressions, they're definitely older souls because yeah. they know like they're ready to do that. And they, they, it's interesting um, how they, they know, like, oh yeah, I've had a past life and I know about this and I've read Michael Newton and I, you know, and they're intuitive. So, um, but I do work with some people who are um, younger souls who are not, who are, you know, we're all going through the process of awakening, but they're in the beginning stages of awakening um, who are just working on some basic stuff, like, you know, trying, trying to quiet their minds, trying to learn about meditation. They're learning about the concept of ego. So, you know, and they're maybe learning about how they can connect, what sources of, you know, higher guidance they could connect with. But, um, and so I don't mind like working with different, all sorts of different people. It's good for me to like, remember what I, cause I was, you know, I was asleep, which I don't, you know, no judgment there, but I remember what it was like. I just believed everything I was told and listened to the news and all that stuff. And, um, and I really think it's really important for me to, to be able to help people as they move through that process, because, you know, I, I don't know when you started waking up, maybe you've been awake your whole life. Some people have, you know, their whole no, life, but I wish, yeah, you know, <laughs> it wasn't yeah. that way, but yeah. it's, cause it, it's a crazy process. You start to think like, am I going insane? Or like, if I told people the things I was thinking about, they might literally institutionalize me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you start to lose friends and, you know, just everything and people, you know, you it's, it's a crazy process. And so I, I feel kind of bad for people who are going through it just in the past few years, because it's so fast and there's so mm-hmm. much to see, but on the other hand, I'm like, just get it over with for us. For me, it was a more gradual sort of, um, you know, I had some time to adjust and, uh, but I, I love working with people at all stages, but I, of course, I really love working with people who are like fully awake and really intuitive. Cause then they can, you know, I, I hear things that they're saying in the regression and I find it just so fascinating. And I want to maybe, maybe I'll write another book with tell them. Me, tell me some of the most interesting things that you've heard, like super, I guess, like evolved souls say like top two things and then we'll uh, change the subject. <laughs> I just well, want to get, get as much as I can. Just out the of other day. <laughs> yeah. Just the other day. Um, okay. This gets a little dark, but we love the dark i'm all about okay so just the other (laughs) i i I don't i try to avoid the dark too much as i want but it's okay like we have to see the dark to know the light um there was a woman who just who did life between life regression and she actually was telling me that she um in real life was on vacation somewhere and Try not, I don't want to use identifying things of identifier, but she, a relative of hers had just recently passed, uh, crossed over and she was really in a dark place. And she heard these, anyway, they're on vacation, this house down the street, they were like chanting 
some dark chance. We probably know what they were doing. They were invoking some really dark energies. And that night she heard this knock. She, no, she had a dream. That's right. She went to sleep. She had a dream. Or it was like a vision dream that there was this entity that was trying to come in her ha- this house. And what she said was to this end, and she actually described it, it was just what you could imagine it would be. Then she said, when she saw it, she said, go to God, go to God, go to God. And it was kind of like, okay, <laughs> and it left. And it wasn't, and it was kind of confused because it thought it was like there. And so in, before the regression, we were talking about, and she said, I want to ask like what that thing was at my door and that she wanted to ask the accounts of elders. And I said to her, I was like, you probably know what that was, you know? Mm. And, but then when she did go in the regression, she asked the council of elders, they told her same thing. Like, you know what that was? It was there. It was trying to feed off your, your, you were in a lower vibrational state. And again, it's all vibrational, which is, you know, there's different, there are dark, dark things out there, but they're not going to touch you if you're bringing in light and you're bringing in the name of God and Jesus and, you know, not to be religious, but those are the highest, most high vibrational beings of light. You know, there's mother Mary, there's, um, Hermes got you. <laughs> That's why I love him. Hermes always right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, the, there's other, there's Buddha, there's Yogananda, there's all kinds of, you know, ascended masters, but angel, Archangel, Michael, Archangel, Michael, Archangel, Michael, Archangel, Michael, like soup. That's the angel that can help anyway. But, but it, but in the, but the, the council of elders was telling her that you helped that being cross, cross over into the light. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, and it, and I'm getting shivers as I say this, because then she, and she was asking part of her other questions were like, what is my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? And then they said, and she got very emotional and she shared this, you're the bridge between the living and the dead. And part of her path is to help these dark entities because there's a bunch of them floating around now and help help them see like you can go to the light you know you we all you all have light within you and so there's one less (laughs) vibrational thing out there that is trying to bother us all so anyway I thought that was really amazing that you know and so she's now and she does that she does like goes to houses in her actual life sometimes and clears energy and um Anyway. I've done that. It's very powerful. I've cleared, yeah, houses. It's it's intense, but it's 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 that's the everyone gets the opportunity to go right to the light, and you just need to give them the space and the time. And and they at first yes. they'll be like, "Get the fuck out! Get away from me! I'm angry! I'm gonna try and push you out." But yeah. if you're like, "Hey, I'm just here with love. Can I help? Can I open a portal like for you to leave? Like, you know, yeah." And you show them I'm not afraid. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's such a different experience to oh, this yeah. thing is the devil and it's trying, you know, it doesn't have to be like that is what I've noticed with entities and exactly with a lot of them, you know, I've talked about it on here. It's not a fun topic to talk about, but it's, it's a reality that, but it's important, you know, because it's a real thing. And, and I like that you said that because I think, you know, whether we use the word devil or Satan or like those, some of those words and there's other, you know, there are beings that people do summon that I'm not going to use their names, but, um, but they only have power. And this is what the masters tell me when I go in the Akashic records, don't give any of them and the ones who think they control things any more power than Mm -hmm. they actually have. Like if we believe they have power to control us, then they do. If we believe that they're just like screaming toddlers, like having a tantrum (laughs) and doing all this ridiculous nonsense, which is what they want to, which is what they are. 
then they just, then they're like, okay, you and your 3d reality, you can do whatever you want, you know, try to scare us with all these fake things you're creating or, and, and we can get all worked up about that. Or we can just be like, you know what? That's not my reality. I see what you're doing, but I like to view it as a highway, like that you're on your highway. I'm on my highway and I see what you're doing, but I'm not going to allow myself to, with my emotion of fear or anger to be manipulated and controlled by that. And so we have that power and that ability. And to even not feel like we have to fight back. Like that's so yeah. many light workers. Like I need to fight back. I need to fight this. And I was in that, I was in that rage for years. Yeah, at the start, me too. Um, wanting mm-hmm. to tell everyone and wanting to know, you know, fuck the system. And then I realized I'm just giving it energy. The more yeah. like, if, even if it's like the energy of rebellion, cause I'm an Aquarius, like a lot of my plus stuff, I'm not all Aquarius, but a lot of my, what am I trying to say? It doesn't matter. There's a lot of Aquarius in my chart. That's the fuck you rebel. Um, that's mm-hmm. still giving it power, still giving it energy when you could just be like, oh, I decide that you can't affect me. And I decide mm-hmm. to live outside your reality, which I think is a shift that's happening now as, as more of it breaks apart. That stuff's not going to go away. It's not just going to disappear into still going to be there. There's still going to be that stuff. It's what are you choosing to, it's actually what, I think it was Brandon and I spoke about this recently on a podcast. It, not on now, this podcast, it was another podcast we talked about. I was channeling about this new earth and what it's going to look like. And I'm curious if you've channeled anything about, you know, what, what you feel this mm. shift is, or like, I don't know why I felt to ask that. Cause I was feeling and, and what was coming through is that it's like, there's two timelines, but it's not two different earths. It's the same earth. It's just what you're tuned into is what you'll see. And it's yes. like, literally they're there. They're still doing whatever they're doing, but it's like, yes, you walk straight past them and they can't see you sort of thing. Like, it's like, they're exactly. just, which is what the whole of like the whole COVID situation was like for me, I was traveling, I was doing stuff and it was like, poop, 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 just kept, you know, missing people. <laughs> Which is yeah. great. <laughs> so yeah. Me. So I did pick up on something once when I um was asking about, you know, 5D, because we all, you know, we talk about five 3D, 4D, 5D, like what the heck is 5D? And you know, does are we going to another planet? Like, are we mm-hmm. gonna be just turning into light bodies who survive on light, <laughs> which may happen eventually? But so, but what I was shown was um this is a cool analogy for people who hopefully some people who are younger might not know what this is about, but you, anyway, you probably do, but, um, do you remember those old overhead projectors that people like would put like a slide on and that would show them? Okay. So, um, they were showing me that the two realities, like the 3d and the 5d, you know, people who are still in the matrix, were still like in the illusions of the programming, um, that they're one on one slide, their reality is one slide. And then the 5D, the new earth, which is what, you know, we're moving into and doesn't mean we're better than, or, you know, whatever, but just connection, unity, um, awakening, you know, third eye opening, like all this stuff, remembering who we are as divine beings and really connecting with the earth. That's, I think, a big part of it and creating our own little subcultures, self-sufficiency outside the system of control. Um, that's another, we're on another slide. And so when you put the two slide, like one slide on top of it, one transparency on top of another, and you see it on the wall, it looks like it's like one, but really there are two different planes. Mm-hmm. So that that's really a really cool helps. analogy. I like Isn't that. It? Yeah. 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 It's, it's a good analogy. Yeah. Cause they're transparent yeah. and they're like it. Yeah. I like it. I know. I, 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 t- I mean, I picked up on it, but it was from the masters, you know, I can't take credit. They, oh, they shared it, but I think it's interesting because I know when, um, you know, 
I had read some different channelings back in like 2018, 2019, and they were saying like, you're going to be living in a different reality than, you know, people, you know, you're going to say goodbye to people. And, and, and I ha- certainly have experienced that in the past few years with COVID, you know, I definitely spoke out about what I thought and, you know, I did lose relationships, but you know, it was, and so that on the one hand, I'm like, oh man, that's so sad. And, you know, I do, I had to leave this reality and say goodbye to all these people, but I didn't really, I mean, I still, I, I interact with, with certain people in my family, for instance, cause they're my family. Um, but friends, you know, that's, that's a whole different story, but I think, you know, I, I think it doesn't mean that we're not interacting, you know, the, how do I say this? When we're living in that new earth consciousness, you know, 5d reality frequency, really, we're still seeing people who are living in 5d, 3d, and, you know, and like our neighbors, like we talk to them, we interact with them, but we're not in the same, like, level of consciousness, same frequency. And so the way they experience reality is very different than the way we experience reality. Somebody else could think, well, everything's horrible and the world's going to hell and it's just horrible and bad and scary. And, and then we, you know, somebody else might think, well, actually I'm really excited. I have this, I see this really hopeful, this beautiful way that's coming. And so it's two different perspectives based on the same, you know, the same sort of information, I guess that, um, but, and then, and then, you know, so there's that, but then you don't really interact with that person a lot either. You might, you know, touch upon them here and there, but you're really living, your paths don't cross. I mean, how many, I have, I have so many people that I really don't want to run into anymore. And I don't, I literally, I could run into them a lot and I never do because I'm just like, I'm not meant to, I'm on a different plane. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? It's great yeah. how that works. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. And that's very aligned to what I feel as well. Like lots of people are saying, oh, aliens are going to come down and take us to another planet and this and that. And I just, I don't know. I feel like it's all mm-hmm. a bit, we're just trying to like make it all complicated when it doesn't need to be. Um, right. Speaking of aliens and other planets, I think a good place to kind of start to wrap this up would be the Lionsgate. And, and at the start, when we were talking, you'd mentioned some stuff was coming through and that's really alive for you now. So what's coming through for you around that? And what would you like to share? Well, it's been coming through for a while. I mean, I am not an astrologer, but I feel energy, you know, I pick read energy and I felt just this, a lot of light coming in ever since the solstice and, and, you know, it, and I think for the really, so it's the whole summer, at least here in, you know, us, I guess. Um, and what happens when lots of light comes in is that it illuminates the dark within us. It, It illuminates the shadows. And so, I've been experiencing this myself, like old patterns, old crap that I thought that I'd cleared and it's coming up again and it's annoying, but that's part of what this light is doing is we're, we have to, we're, we're downloading so much, you know, we're, we're, there's a lot of activations happening and in order for our bodies to hold space for all the light that we're receiving, we have to clear away all the junk and in order to clear something away, it has to be called out of the shadows, be brought out, be seen, be, you know, acknowledged to then be transmuted, healed and released. So I've been going through that myself, like different in two different waves throughout this, this past few months. Um, and then of course it leads, you know, and I know other people, a lot of people have, um, and that, I mean, the energies can lead to just like 
kind of like paralysis. Like, I don't even want to do anything, you know, just too like overwhelmed. Like that, how it can feel that way. Just overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And that relate. is right. And that <laughs> is, is in bed. Yeah. Yeah. And that is normal because there's so much tired because we're just, there's so much energy mm-hmm. coming at us. So I think, you know, what the lion's gate represents is eight, eight, eight is a number of abundance of flow. You know, it's infinity on its side. Um, and from what I understand, um, it's when, you know, the Syria, the star Sirius is seen, the Egyptians knew about this and they were really aware of, you know, this, the star Sirius it's around like the sun is in Leo. So that's why they call it the lion's gate. So it's a really, I was actually just writing about this today. It's a really good time, which is happens to be tomorrow. Even if it's, even if you listen to this after eight, eight, the energies are still around after that time. So it's not too late. Um, but just sitting in with, you know, the energy, the color of yellow, citrine, the marigold, sunflowers, you know, amber, like yellow crystals, yellow flowers, being outside in the earth, um, and just focusing on what it is that you want to create in your life, you know, manifesting, coming up with an intention. Maybe it's abundance, which isn't just, it is money, but it's abundance is, um, abundance of love, abundance of friendship, abundance of garden vegetables in your garden or whatever, because this, this time is a really powerful time to manifest what it is that we seek. And so we do, and that's going to keep happening more and more in the next few years that we do have to be careful with our thoughts. Like if we're thinking, oh, I can't, and it's not, and I'm never, wow, you might start to manifest that, which you don't want. Mm -hmm. So let's think about it's very quick. Yes. And so then it's, we, you know, we can learn to like reframe our thoughts um, and just focus on what do you want? How do you want to feel? So um, it comes at a really appropriate time that we're talking about this, all this now, because it's, doesn't mean, oh, I'm going to visualize this amazing rainbow, beautiful world. And then I'm going to be there because we still got to clear all our crap Mm -hmm. and we're going to, that's, they're going to keep, we're going to keep doing that, but it's going to get easier and easier to move through it more quickly because we're learning more tools. We have divine guides to help us. And, you know, we have a lot of awareness of like, okay, there's my inner child. How's my inner child doing? And how do I, um, you know, quiet my mind and separate from the stories that are from, you know, old stuff. That's not me anymore. Past lives. How can I connect with a past life and clear that trauma? And anyway, so the other, process, interesting, but, yeah, the yeah. other interesting thing I want to say that's happening this lion's gate is that Venus is in retrograde. Um, yes, and yes. that is like literally the dark goddess going into a fucking descent. <laughs> and I think actually um, it might be moved now, but a week ago when I was feeling into this black moon, which is Lilith, which is she's again, real underworld energy was right on. I think it was the moon or the sun. So that energy was really present in the astrology as well. So I feel, and this is the journey I'm taking my people through tomorrow in a, in a workshop is this, it's going down into the depths of like our, our own inner underworld to reclaim our power. Because again, sun, solar plexus, like that's our power center. And so it's Mm -hmm. like coming up and I feel it in my whole body as I'm speaking about it. It's, it's a space for us to really reclaim those parts of ourselves who gave our voice away, who, um, you know, were too much, who were too, whatever it is, people pleasing, um, self-abandoning, like um, hiding ourselves away. It's like our time to come and shine. And we've also just had a node shift as well. So the the nodes have just, the South and North node have switched into a whole new um, different sign. Mm -hmm. So again, it's like this huge shift of us to be able to step into our light, step into, and I think actually I'm pretty sure 
I could be wrong and I'll correct myself in the thing if I'm wrong. I think they've shifted into Libra and Gemini. No, Libra. Libra is definitely one of them. And whatever the opposite to Gemini, the Libra is, which I don't think it is Gemini. Yeah. Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, but it's about, (laughs) it's about like um, intraperson, intrapersonal relationships and like independence. So it's about like, working with others in collaboration while still maintaining your own boundaries and like who am I standing up and being myself in front of everyone and shining while Mm -hmm. still collaborating with others and not losing myself so it's it's all of this magical energy at the moment this is a really big one I don't usually serve for Lionsgate I usually I'm like in my own space receiving and I've received a lot of downloads and upgrades and all sorts of things but like I'm here in Mexico which is um very powerful land because of the cenotes which are the um i mean you yeah. know this but I'm, I'm for the audience like they're the underground water like open water open air water they're not open air but they're water chambers basically under the ground and they actually link up to the grid which links up all the pyramids so it's a huge fucking portal of energy here massive the mayan people knew all of this stuff they were super onto it i'm talking very, very highly of them because i know i was definitely mine in a past life which is why i'm here but anyway mm-hmm. i've landed here and it's a Syrian portal and I have lots of connection to Sirius and pyramids and all this amplification energy. So I'm like, wow, it's like really big. And this year they're like, you need to serve because I think all these energies and because also dark goddess is completely my territory. So it's like, let's go on this big journey and like go into the fucking place and like extract everyone. <laughs> so this is a really big time guys for like taking your power back, stepping into your power, stepping into your mission, stepping into your gifts, stepping into your light shining. Um, so these are the sorts of things to be focusing on manifesting. Like what is my highest vision? What is my highest mission? How can I step up? How can I lead? How can I, and maybe you don't want to lead, maybe you're not a leader and that's okay too. But like, how can I shine my soul frequency and what's preventing me? So as much as it is for manifesting, it's also, it's also for clearing because to manifest, we need to clear as Rachel was saying, like stuff's got to come up to clear that shit. Like, so you want to serve 30 million people. Great. I'm sure that there's some shadow there about why that's not a good idea, right? Or where you have served 30 million people and you got burnt at the stake or whatever. So that's all the stuff that's going to come up. And it's been coming up for me, like as I step into new iterations of my mission. Um, So all of that is really present now. It's really intense energy. I have been eating nonstop for like three weeks. Like I I don't know what is going on. I thought, because I stopped, um, I have hape, which is like, nicotine and I stopped it for a couple of weeks and I was like oh it's just withdrawals from my nicotine and that's why I'm eating so much and then I started again I'm still eating constantly so I think Grounding. it's like yeah Grounding. literally my mm-hmm. body is like there is so much energy that I just am, am non-stop eating and that's fine mm-hmm. so we mm-hmm. all have our things to like deal with these energies as they're coming through guys they're not going to slow down is what I want to say so if you're like waiting for them to chill out <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't really have anything to say to you except that, for like yeah. lol. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we adjust, right? So get used to it. Yeah. Get used to it, find your coping strategies, eat lots of chocolate like I've been doing. If that helps you, find people who support you. Um, and now I'm going on a bit of a love rant, but I needed to weigh in as well because I'm gonna put this out for Lionsgate. Like it's really intense energy at the moment. Make sure to ground, um, take care of your human. So, so in summary, is there anything else? <laughs> to bring it back to this podcast and this moment in this present time that you feel called to share or anything that you didn't get to say that you would love to? Well, um, I think, you know, that this is timely, I guess. I, um, I'm going to be teaching a class on angels, how to communicate with angels in um, September. 
an online class. And, and anyway, and then the reason I am bringing that up now and, and for in this podcast and now at this time of year is that for me, when I first started activating, opening my third eye and um, really moving into a place of trust of what I was opening up to, I heavily leaned upon angels and Archangel Michael specifically. And since then, I always, you know, ask, you know, I see somebody suffering, like ask the angels to help them, you know, just connecting their energy is so powerful and they can help shift things. And um, it's directly connected to that God source energy. So when we tap in they they give us, you know, the thoughts or help shift situations. It doesn't mean that, you know, all of a sudden everything's gonna be better because I asked my angels, but um, it can really do some magical things. So, so if you're interested, you know, there's that, that I'll be offering, but even if not, just take some time to, to call upon, we've talked about a lot of things, you know, some dark stuff. Um, but here I'm holding one right now. <laughs> There's a crystal quartz crystal yeah. angel. Um, but just ask. And so that's where we open our free, we use our free will to say, can you please help me like mm-hmm. you did, you know, and just bright, help me, help me. Thank you for helping me. And then that can do such powerful things. Just asking if you know the color, that's great. If you know the name, that's great. But you just you just focus on the intention. The angel that can help me heal, that can help me feel hope, that can help me learn to love myself. And um, and then you start, and then I think that's sort of a gateway to then all these other energies that are available to us. Because ultimately we want to be connecting with love and you know unconditional love for ourselves, for others, for the planet. And that's the vibration. That's more powerful than everything, anything else. The ones we're angry at who have been doing all these crazy, insane things to try to, we think, ruin our lives in the past few years and, you know, controlled humanity for thousands of years. It's a lot of anger there. I have, I have a lot of anger, you know, that I've worked on transmuting. How can we not be angry? But with love, it's like, and that's what, you know, the energy of the Christed one, the Christed grid, you know, Jesus can help too. It's like with that love and we can learn to say, I, I see what you're doing. I see what you've done yet you also can be loved. And even if I don't feel like I can do it, I can ask these angels or these higher dimensional beings to love you. That's how we're going to move the whole, the planet forward. Because as long as we're holding on to anger of other people in our lives and of, of anybody, really, it's going to keep, it's going to hold us back. And, um, it's a process, you know, it's not, and we don't want a spiritual bypass and like, Oh, I love you. And then we have simmering anger. You know, we, connect with that anger we we process it we release it but anyway so i think that's all i want to say and then also say thank you to you for just an awesome conversation just really really special and this was unique and other ones i've done like just we had such a beautiful sort of vibe going and things that we talked about so thank you if people want to find you rachel we didn't get to i didn't get to ask you that (laughs) you you plugged your thing and i would really invite people to go check that out but if they want to connect with you they want to find you on social media how can they do that yeah i'll put your details down below as well but just you can say yeah soulful uh, my website is soulfulworkconsulting.com or rachelhortonwhite.com um and yeah i'm on facebook soulful work consulting instagram soulful work consulting and uh yeah that's probably the best way. Reach out if you have questions. Thank you so much for coming on. That was a pleasure. Thank you, Brandon, again, for another amazing yes. Love you, homie. <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah, guys, please take care of yourselves. Um, you know, like relax, rest, 
do what you got to do to stay grounded this lion's gate during these big energies eat if you've got to eat cry if you've got to cry masturbate if you've got to masturbate do what you got to do i love you all thank you all for listening and until next time beautiful souls thank you for listening to another episode of cracked open don't forget to hit subscribe and share with a friend if this episode has served you in any way For more information about the work that I do or to get in touch with me, read the show notes or head to beckmylonis.com. Until next time, beautiful soul.